0: For June the 2nd, 2022, this is Devoto Talks Games, episode 227. Surprise, I'm back again uh, after just a few days. Um, I know it's not the uh, usual routine these days. Um, Seems my episodes have been um, drifting farther and farther from each other. when I first started the podcast, uh, or this journal, I guess it's is more of what it is, um, I was doing um, an entry every day, and then it became uh, every other day, three days, every week, every other week, and uh, now I think it's around every month. Uh, sometimes it's even more than a month, but um, every now and then I'll... Uh, I'll have something to talk about and an opportunity to do so. Um, I want to get back uh, with another episode. Um, So um, this time, last time I was talking about how my deck scoop uh, was continuing to be very successful, uh, even more successful, I think, than it has been for a while. And I shot up through uh, platinum into diamond um, before the um, monthly uh, season ended. Uh, So I think I ended up in uh, Diamond Tier 3 or something like that. Um, I really didn't have time to try to push to Mythic and uh, I was getting uh, not as good results, of course, uh, once I got into Diamond, which is usually the case. Uh, For every every tier you move up, it becomes a little bit more difficult, which is uh, uh, as it should be. Um, But... um, yeah just after rotation i um, i'm not exactly sure how i got this idea but um uh, one card that has been uh been uh, um, seems to have fallen uh, into favor recently um fittingly is abiding grace so this is an um an enchantment um for two and a white um, and it um, uh, it it reads that I don't have the text in front of me, but uh, from off the top of my head, you can choose at the at your end step, you can choose to either take uh, one life, gain one life, or you can return a creature with the mana uh, value of one from your graveyard to the battlefield. So this has been uh, popular with the life gain decks, but. Uh, which uh, run a lot of little critters. Um, But I wanted to do something different. Um, I was more interested in uh, making a Sack deck. and um, So I put together this list, which is a Mardu list. I called it Bola's Buffet, uh, which will become apparent why uh, soon. Um, But... The um, idea is to play a lot of little one-drop creatures that have uh, uh, some extra uh, bonus, um, either an ETB or uh, effect, or um, when it leaves the battlefield, uh, effect, or something, something else that um, that uh, uh, makes it advantageous to to uh, to uh, uh, sack it and then get it back at the end of turn. So, um, to do that, I have, um, I have, uh, four Cauldron Familiars, which, of course, when it comes into play, uh, gives you, uh, one life and does one damage to the opponent. Um, usually this will be paired with the Witch's Oven, which I also have in here, but, um, as like a, well, not really a, uh, backup plan, but it's like a parallel plan because I, I uh, will do uh, pretty much both uh, throughout the game, uh, sacking it to the uh, uh, abiding, or sacking, uh, or or offering, um, sacrificing cauldron familiar in different ways, uh, and then getting it back either either through food from the witch's oven or um, from the abiding grace. Um, <clears throat> besides that, I have, uh, four dockside chefs, which also cost one black and, uh, for one, a black and a, one, you can sacrifice a creature or an artifact, uh, to draw a card. So, um, this also is really handy, um, works well, both with the, uh, this theme of, of sacking and getting your creatures back. Um, but since you can also sacrifice artifacts, it works well if you have happen to have some extra food on hand or treasures, and we'll get back to treasures uh, in a moment. Um, And of course, uh, the Dockside Chef can sacrifice itself as well. So uh, in a pinch, uh, you can sacrifice the Chef and get it back with the Abiding Grace, which is a pretty good value engine if you have nothing else going on. Um, And then, of course, or not of course, maybe, but uh, the last one drop, creature is the shambling ghast which i have four copies of as well Uh, this um (laughs) one mana creature has really become uh, a staple in in very many black decks and um, building stone to to many decks uh in general but um a great um little um fixer tool there to be able to um either get uh, a treasure if you need the extra mana or a different mana um or you can do the minus one minus one to finish off um some opponent's critter um next up deadly dispute of course always works well with the shambling ghast giving you an extra treasure and uh, also you can uh well you can sacrifice any of the other two creatures as well um or any other creature you have. Uh, And then get it back with the abiding grace Um, next up only cult anvil Uh, this also works really well with the uh aforementioned um cards of course the um artifact creatures that you get from the um from the anvil will not uh you won't be able to get those back but uh, at least you can uh, trigger the uh, anvil uh, by the uh, the treasures or the food being sacrificed and uh, um and uh yeah that that uh, gets you um uh, another uh, little critter um which you could also of course sack to the witcher Oven or the oxide chef and so on um next up we have the abiding grace which i already mentioned um and then after that we have a card that i've been interested in trying to get to work in different decks i've been playing i've been trying it a lot um sometimes it works uh okay um never found the perfect shell for it but i think i might have done that just uh i f- might have done that uh finally uh and that's uh gadrak the crown Scourge. so if you're not familiar, don't remember. It's a um, a five-four flying dragon for two for just two in a red, but it does have the drawback that it can't attack unless you control four or more artifacts. Um, but it does have the bonus of uh, at the beginning of your end step, you create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. So um, this is usually an issue because uh, often. The creatures that die, or that you want to have die uh, on your turn, um, will not uh, be the um, the non-token creature. It'll be the token creatures in in decks uh, quite often. If you have a lot of creatures, it's usually due to uh, having a lot of tokens. And um, but this deck, that's not as much of an issue since you were all about uh, sacking our Non-talking creatures and getting them back back with the abiding grace, so uh, that works really well with Gadrak. And since we have the the um, shambling ghast, the uh, um, oven, and deadly dispute, we end up with uh, quite a lot of artifacts. Uh, and also, of course, the only cult animal itself is uh, an artifact. So uh, I've had no problems getting Gadrak to be able to attack, uh, even on the as soon as it's it, it's on, uh, its summoning sickness is gone, like on the, on the second turn. So that has worked really well. I just have two copies in this deck. I um, I think that's enough. Um, you don't want to end up with two in hand uh, more than you need to. And this deck is uh, since it's, it's a pretty powerful deck, it has a lot of different synergies. So it's it's not really dependent on any one card you can uh, mix and match and get uh different pretty powerful uh synergies going um and it's kind of a wear them down kind of deck but uh quite often it it can finish uh finish up uh quicker than the opponent usually uh is expecting because you're since you're running a lot of little critters they don't see them as big threats and uh on their own they're not of course but with the synergies um you can really get um surprise your opponent and um I'll, I'll get to how you do that in uh just a moment here so uh next up what one of the cards that really helps you to deal with your opponent's uh uh creatures and uh, also doing damage to them of course is uh mayhem devil one of my uh all-time favorites um uh back back in the earlier days uh early days of uh of uh, um uh I've, I'm now I'm blanking on the name of the set but uh um the set where Cauldron Familiar and Witch's Oven is from um when that came out um that was I was all about that the Cauldron Familiar Switch, uh, Witch's Oven and, and Mayhem Devil combo um still powerful but uh, not as reliable as you might uh, want but um in this deck um usually you can hold your own until you get the mayhem devil into play and then as long as you can keep it uh you can start taking control of the game um in in just a couple uh a couple three uh turns usually because you have a lot of uh sacrificing you're doing a lot of sacrificing you can usually control when and uh, uh, how you do it so um, next up the uh, the real um, game changer or game ender I would say um, the finisher the it is a bolus citadel two copies of Bolus citadel in here of course with mayhem devil it's the uh, perfect combination if you have mayhem devil down and you can play uh, tap the, the citadel to sacrifice 10 permanence uh, then you're doing 20 damage and, uh, just this, uh, afternoon I was playing a game where I, uh, was playing, a, like, guess a life gain deck, and, um, um, they were all, they almost had me killed or dead, uh, I think I was down to two or just one life, um, and then I got a devil into play, um, was able to, uh, pick off some of their, uh, aviators, um, uh with um with the devil through um sacking uh some food uh or just eating the food so i got some more life and the life allowed me to play a few more cards with the uh, bolas citadel and uh, i got into a uh, a rhythm there where i could um get just enough life back through uh food and the uh Cat oven combo, um, and also a few life from the uh, abiding grace um, to pick off uh, most of their uh, creatures. Then they started playing some more ones, uh, and they were up to thirty-nine life, uh, I believe. And but then I, I uh, had I played my third uh, mayhem devil, and uh, that got me just 10 um, permanents uh, non-land permanents so i could uh, sack all 10 with the uh, bolus citadel actually i had 11 because i could sacrifice everything except the citadel Um, Mm -hmm. but that uh, did 40 damage to the opponent Uh, since each devil is doing one damage per sacked uh, permanent um you have 30 30 damage there and then the 10 from the Citadel so a nice a nice turnaround uh, there from uh, uh, being down to two or just one life I think in the end and uh, beating out the opponent at 39 life um uh yeah that was that was really uh satisfying doing that so yeah, I've been really successful with this deck. It's, um, at the time of recording, it's at uh, 75% win, win rate, uh, 21 to 7. And it uh, has 70% win on play and 75 on draw. So also interesting there how the on draw is higher than the on play. Uh, this isn't a, uh, a fast aggro deck, it's a kind of slow burn deck. Um, although not all that slow because I think the, the, the matches still, um, go fairly quickly. Um, if I go back and look at the, uh, the last few matches, um, they're at like 12 minutes, 15 minutes. This was an epic one. Um, let's see here. Uh, well, 10, 12, 14. So, um, yeah, about 14 minutes, so, um, I mean, that's, uh, I don't know if that's, that's pretty standard, I guess, uh, it's a bit on the slow side, maybe, but, um, they feel fairly quickly, very uh, quick, uh, it doesn't feel like you're grinding out the opponent all that much, uh, usually you're having fun doing it all the way, so, um, so it's not really an issue, but, um yeah super fun to play the on the land side um i'm running the uh, uh what you'd expect i have uh, four Savai Triomes, um four fabled passage to do that extra sack damage and with that i i fetch uh, one plains two swamps and a mountain um i have four blight crime uh blight climb pathways with the grim climb pathway on the reverse um, two uh, needle verge pathways with the pillar verge pathway on the reverse side, and then um, to blood crypt. So I, I very seldom have uh, mono issues. Uh, um, what you need to keep in mind is that you're going to need three black for the uh, bolus uh, citadel, So and uh, most or about half of the permanents are are black permanence or need black so um even more than half um, pretty much all of them need black. the only thing that doesn't need black is the witch's oven and the abiding grace so you really need to focus on the blacks uh blight crime um or the um yeah blight climb pathway and uh grim climb pathway will almost always uh all, almost always play it on the on the black side the grim climb pathway um and also Blight Step Pathway. I'll, I'll, that That's more 50-50 between the red and, and the black, I find. But uh, since I need uh, one black and a red for the Onyconte Anvil, and the same for Mayhem Devil. So, um, Initially, you want to keep those... Um, well, you need to make sure you have at least one red. Um, so, yeah. Lots of fun to play this deck, and it's been really successful. I uh, rocketed back through the to the uh uh ranks um I was dropped down into gold uh gold tier 3 and um and uh, shot up um back into platinum in just uh eight games I think um similar to or 10 maybe yeah I I can see that there's a I I was doing I went I think I went eight and oh um and into a gold tier one, and then I, I had a couple of hiccups before I managed to push into platinum. Um, and I've been moving uh, not as steadily but pretty steadily uh, up into pl- in through platinum as well. I'm in uh, tier three, yeah, tier three at the moment. Um, but I've been mixing it up a little bit with the scoop deck, so um, not all. Um, this deck. But uh, yeah, really fun. A really fun deck. Um, I'll have a link in the show notes. And, um, and uh, that's it for today.